0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, back on the road. BYU coaches fast and furious hit the recruiting trail. Emphasis on the
1: 801. BYU quarterback's coach Jason Beck joins us live. What's number one on his recruiting list and evaluating Taysom Hill post-spring ball? Plus BYU baseball at the midway point of conference play, ace pitcher Colt Mahoney on why the
0: Cougars are right where they want to be. Let's
2: go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store cast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday,
0: what is up? BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. April fifteenth, did you get your taxes done?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I hope so. Hopefully, wherever and however you're dialing, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with H&R Block Billboard Washer, Jerem Jordan.
1: Sometimes I don't know what to say. And this is one of those moments. (laughs) Billboard washer. Here's the thing about tax day. Like, the incentive is there to get
0: them done quickly if you get a return, right? I want my money now. I I can't wait. Give me my money! Can't wait to get my W 2 or whatever else I need. Get your millions, America. The W 2. Yeah. Yes. Last night, BYU Basketball hosted their banquet. And there was this sense in the room. From the four seniors that spoke and graduated, Jeremy and I were there and, and sat next to each other. Yes, we're friends even outside of Studio B. Um, there's this sense of
1: unfinished like business. like brother! Like, there is more to do. The word tension and motivation was brought yeah. up last night. I, uh, it, w- it was a nice night. It was, uh, you know, great dinner, nice entertainment, music, uh, awards for the team. Some nice words from uh, Dave Rose. Acknowledgement of the staff, including managers and wives of players and coaches and everybody. It was it was cool to see. But you're right. There was this sense of you know what we did not win in the tournament, and we thought that we could make a run, and we did not. And we need to. We a positive. There's positive motivation to do such this upcoming season.
0: There was a funny moment last night that I got a pretty good chuckle out of when Dave Rose was up talking about uh, when he and Cheryl Rose got together and how they've been together for 34 years, and she questions like why he doesn't play certain guys and stuff. I'm like that, You know, that's something that you don't think about.
1: She, she talked specifically about Josh Sharp in that. <laughs> why is he not playing? And then he started, and BYU goes on an eight-game win streak. You know, it, so naturally, Cheryl's going to yeah. take credit for that. But it was, it was a great night, and BYU basketball, exciting things were happening. The Marriott Center is going to begin renovation very soon. Inside the Marriott Center. And then, of course, the new team next year. And then after that, the indoor practice. Uh, of course, it's indoor. It's basketball. The, the YMCA, is, as we've called it. But exciting times for BYU hoops. The
0: conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome.
1: And the question is, what would your number one priority be for BYU football recruiting? Use the hashtag yeah. BYUSN. We'll talk about that today. At Young 1993 Really, 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 really good players. Hashtag snark. Yes. What about those players? (laughs) At Speedy Sunshine, in-state recruiting dominance should be number one because it sets a precedent. Now, Justin Anderson, new recruiting coordinator, director of player personnel, would agree with you. We'll bring that up as well coming up.
0: Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on today? Kyle Collinsworth of BYU Basketball, one of the co-performers of the year from last night's banquet, along with Tyler Hawes. Is moving up the twenty sixteen NBA DraftNet mock draft board up four spots. They have Kyle going fifty-fourth to the San Antonio
1: Spurs.
0: Anytime you can be in the conversation with the Spurs, that's just
1: that's really enticing. That's big time. And the I continue to I'll continue to say I get the sense that Kyle's come back for a senior year. He for the first time is going to have a full offseason, by the way. Out of high school, you're just getting ready for college. Transition is tough. After the mission, just getting ready post-mission. Knee surgery a year ago. Kyle Collinsworth is is shaping up for a special... Senior season. Christian Stewart successfully threw, we think, to Dr- Drez Anderson yesterday at Utah's Pro Day. Congratulations to Christian, who continues to be a rented quarterback. In fact, at Lance Burrell underscore one said, If I pay for gas and lunch, we'll see Stu 337. Come throw me passes. Hashtag rent a QB. <laughs> thousand bucks an hour. He said a thousand bucks on, an hour on the show, so I don't think so.
0: CBS Chris Trespasso has Alani Fua as a sixth round pick to the Houston Texans in his latest NFL.
1: Mock draft. Okay. Hopefully, FUA picks up some momentum. Maybe he gets drafted. We'll see. BYU did not have a drafted player last year. Yeah, they need him. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. B- BYU needs drafted players. And BYU softball canceled their game with Weber State last night uh, due to a crazy storm that seemed like something out of Interstellar. Yeah,
0: Matthew McConaughey thought it was really dusty and windy.
1: Yeah. It's been rescheduled for April 28th. The uh, softball doubleheader tomorrow against Southern Utah live on BYU TV starting at 6 Eastern.
0: Let it snow. Hopefully it melts it's by tomorrow. It's really snowing
1: outside right now.
0: <laughs> April weather in Utah. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so
1: are we. It's What's Trending on BYU the Sports Nation.
0: Cougar fast. Cougar furious. The spring recruiting season begins today. BYU football and basketball. Hoops down two coaches, by the way. Back out on the road to find some of the nation's best and brightest who will wear the BYU blue. Fully staffed or not, Recruiting rarely takes a break. Unbelievable period right now. Over the next two weeks, they're trying to fit a lot of things in as we head towards May and the
1: real offseason. Let's talk football only. April 15th through May 31st is the spring football evaluation period. So this is the first day. Technically, first opportunity for the coaches to go visit juniors. Assistant coaches can make two high school visits during the period. It's also the first day... Uh, for non-football soccer sports for national letter of intent. So say if uh, baseball, softball, name your other sport has signees, they can announce those uh, once those national letters of intent come in. We spoke with
0: Justin Anderson, BYU's new director of player personnel and on-campus recruiting earlier this week in Studio B. He made it very clear where his number one focus and priority within BYU football is as the guy that recruits
1: the most important thing is you want to win your state first. It doesn't matter what program, Louisiana, Alabama, those guys want to win their state. They want to get the best kids from their state first. And then from there, they want to expand and find the best available kids, whoever that is, the best of the best outside of your state. It's clear winning the state is number one. And when Utah football has increased talent, maybe maybe some of the most talented kids that it's ever had, you can see that by the people that have come to Utah to recruit these kids, it's important to win the state. This has become a hot topic not just for BYU
0: football, but for Utah and Utah State, hashtag promotional videos. In-state schools are now losing four-star, and in some cases, five-star guys to the likes of schools like Stanford and USC, Ohio State. Oregon
1: State is a serious threat because of Gary Gary Anderson Anderson. and Kalani Stucki.
0: Okay, so these other schools are coming in and poaching guys out of the state. It's a new age of recruiting. It is moving more and more in that direction. Athletes are focusing less and less on, well, where did my parents go? Let's play the loyalty card. The legacy kids are few and far between now.
1: It still happens. It's just not guaranteed, right? If a player played at Utah and has a kid, that kid necessarily won't go to Utah. Same with BYU. We saw a couple of kids. Three, in fact, in last year's recruiting class the BYU went after, two arguably really hard, uh, that BYU did not get that were sons of former BYU players. I... I don't think that those kids automatically have to come to BYU. No, there's there's not an obligation. Right. In the past, though, those kids did come to BYU. So I I understand the frustration from the fan base when certain of those kids come. But guess what? You said it. It's a new era. Imagine Dragons was right. They said, welcome to the new age. The Pac-12 has a huge footprint in this area now. And that opportunity for some kids is what they want to take. BYU offers unique things. But certain kids don't always want those unique things. Just step back
0: and realize that sometimes kids want to try something different. Okay? And it's not – I think there's this – I use the word entitlement, but entitlement has like this negative connotation with it, I think. No. Kids are working hard. They're being recruited by other schools. They have options. It's not necessarily a bad thing that they want to go to Oregon or USC or to Stanford. You know, that that's a credit to them and the work that they're putting in. Okay? However 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 winning the state becomes that much greater of a challenge and much more necessary to try to do everything you can to try and keep those guys, whether there's a legacy or loyalty there or not, to stay at an in state school. Blaine Fowler spoke about that. If they get those four or five kids that they're losing. Now BYU is competing to be in a New Year's Six. So I think it's the number one priority, absolutely the number one priority. And the talent in the state of Utah is so much better than it ever has been in football. So they've got to tap into that. They can't afford to lose people going out.
1: A couple of things come to my mind. There's just different things at play that weren't involved in the past. I mentioned conference affiliation in that. Some kids want to go to a certain school that has certain swag. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, whatever. That, I don't think that was much of a thing uh several years ago. But now some kids are like, "Oh, I just want I want to make sure I go to a Nike school." Coaches that and style matters. of play.
0: Coaches and style of play were huge yes, in the 80s. all of that.
1: Also, if if I'm if I'm a certain player and I see a certain school doesn't develop a certain position, get him into the league and I think I have NFL potential, I might not consider that team. However, a guy like Fred Warner uh, came to BYU for multiple reasons, one of which is that BYU has put linebackers They're in the NFL. They're a linebacker factory. Yes, so that played into that positively for BYU. There's there's several different reasons for going somewhere. BYU is obviously one of the most unique collegiate experiences out there. And if that's something that you want, BYU provides that. But look, look where we're at. We're a generation removed from the golden era of BYU football with Lavell Edwards in the 80s and the national champions and all that. There are coaches who played at BYU – who are recruiting against BYU who say, okay, I can replicate the LDS experience. Go ahead and go on a mission. I encourage you to do so. We'll hold your scholarship. This didn't happen 30 years ago. So all of a sudden, BYU is not the primary team in the region because it's harder to recruit because these other schools are trying to simulate that experience for the LDS kids.
0: After in-state, the question becomes, where does BYU go after that? They've made a concerted effort to expand the boundaries of recruiting. So they keep on keeping on outside of the state. There are pipelines established in California, Arizona, into the Northwest and Oregon and Washington State. Now in Texas, there's the Dallas been this area nice was addition. hit hard last year. Okay, Hawaii obviously is still there. So where do they go after that? Well, that brings back in Justin Anderson, who spent the last six years in Thibodeau, Louisiana. At we Lincoln learned how to state. say it, yes, and spell it, <laughs> creating some new inroads for talent analysis. He also coached high school ball in Florida, so this is a new perspective. Now, Justin didn't say, yeah, I'm going to go recruit those areas hard, but he, because he was there, he knows what to look for and how things are recruited differently down in the South compared to how things are done usually here in the West.
1: What does BYU need? They need the top LDS kids as much as possible. They want to come to BYU. And then a handful of others that have similar standards. What was, what was the buzzword in this recruiting class? It was, we went to, we went to Texas and found uh, kids in, in that con- conservative state, Bible Belt type, you know, guys that appreciate what the Honor Code offers and that want to play high level football. It's a unique situation, obviously, with BYU. But there are really good players out there available for BYU to get to compete at the highest level still.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there are guys that get overlooked in the SEC and ACC country. Guys like Jeteria's goalie out of Hoover, Alabama. We want more Jeteria's
1: goalies. Michael Shelton from North Carolina. Yeah.
0: There are those guys kind in the guys. South. That brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's
2: the BYU Sports
1: Nation stat of the day. Three. BYU has three current players on the roster from the South. You throw the, the two in that we mentioned and then Philip Amone from Florida. We believe those are the three. There may, may be more coming in the fall. But BYU is generally going to have mostly guys in the West. And now with Justin Anderson, maybe there's a few more that come from the South.
0: Win the state and then go out and find some. The best of the rest. Gems in the. Well, the diamonds we, in the rough.
1: We didn't include Texas in the South. We may get no. some. Uh... West. East of <laughs> Texas. East of Texas. What would That's your, a question I bring up. Is Texas part of the South?
0: What would your yes. number one priority be for BYU football recruiting? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: It's Twitter time.
0: At Cox Web Dev, offensive line is where it all starts. Give the quarterback enough time and we can do just about anything on offense. Now, there, that was a huge emphasis in last year's recruiting class, and it paid off. Or so we hope. They got a number of guys that they recruited super hard. Garrett 2J did a fantastic job trying to bolster the depth of the offensive line.
1: Get more 2Js. 2J was an LDS when he was at BYU and was a good lineup.
0: At J's, Ojo Brian, and I love this one. Shut down corners and safeties.
1: If no. opponents can't throw, BYU wins. The hardest position to recruit a BYU, in my opinion.
0: Coming up, the craziest superstition on the BYU baseball team, but first, BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us whenever and however you feel like it using the
1: hashtag BYUSN. Hey, coming up tomorrow, doubleheader in softball. supposed to be good weather. Assuming the snow melts. It's going to be in the 70s apparently the next day. Hashtag uh, Utah weather. (laughs) BYU versus Southern Utah, doubleheader on BYU TV starts at 6 Eastern. Our
0: Twitter question today, what would your number one priority be for BYU football recruiting? At Justin D. Sweeney. Actually, at Family Budge we'll go with first. Speaking of, uh, is Texas in the South yeah. term? Texas is its own South. So that's not answering the question. No, that's ar- just referencing where the South is.
1: No argument there, man. <laughs> it's its My dad's from North South. Carolina. I need to ask uh, him, too. You know. At Texas Justin- in the South.
0: Justin D. Sweeney, if the last few years have taught us anything, a good quarterback in every class, no more true freshmen starting and or no backup. That puts our next guest on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Beck, the BYU quarterback's coach. Coming out firing, coach. Off yeah, the no Twitter kidding. Machine. Uh, when, when you look at the quarterback situation and uh, what, what's going on right now over the next six weeks with this spring recruiting, uh, what's your specific role uh, over the next six weeks?
2: Well, you know, we hit the road tomorrow to get started. Um, So as a staff, our first emphasis is in-state. So we're going to hit all the guys in-state Thursday and Friday. Um, After that, we'll go out to see certain recruits um, by position. So for me, I'll go out to see quarterbacks. Um, And then after that, we go to our area. So I'll be in my area, which is in Texas, for three weeks.
1: We've talked about how recruiting in-state is a different beast now for a variety of reasons. The Pac-12 footprint, uh, you know, Gary Anderson's influence in the state of Utah. Uh, still recruiting here uh, former BYU players uh, recruiting against BYU they can try and simulate the LDS experience and whatnot how, how much more different is is recruiting now than say I don't know 10 or 20 years ago
2: yeah I mean there's a lot more schools coming into the state of Utah um, and schools have had a lot of success with with the players they've got from Utah which brings them back you know um, but yeah with with Utah going to the Pac-12 I think that's kind of opened up all those schools to really look in-state and come for recruits. Um, so it's a great, you know, opportunity to battle with those guys on on the top players in the state of Utah.
1: Is there something to the former BYU players at other schools that can try and encourage guys to go on missions, say 30 years ago that wasn't necessarily the case?
2: Well, yeah, they're uh, able to relate to those LDS kids, kids that uh, are thinking about serving a mission. They're able to relate to them and help sell their program that they represent. Um, but at the same time, um, they can't really recruit dirty against BYU, you know, because they've been through it and and it's been a great blessing for their lives, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of I guess a positive for us is we don't run into a lot of negative recruiting against those guys like we will at other schools that uh, don't have those guys on staff.
0: BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. We've talked about the loyalty and legacy cards with uh, the family ties at BYU. You just had twin boys, so by default, are they required in 2033 to go to BYU? Will there be another option? (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, it depends. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Now, you know, I'd always want my kids to come here. It's such a great uh, institution uh, to get a great education in a fantastic uh, environment that represents your values and beliefs, and then being able to play football at the highest level. So um, if that's the route my – sons go with whatever sport or education or pursuit they go, of course, BYU would be, um, you know, the dream school for us. That you, is
1: the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> you pass the test. You and Jimmy had uh, twin boys recently. Can you name one of them John?
2: You know, we were going to go John. Seriously? Joe and Ja. No. <laughs> uh, you know, that would have been pretty funny. But, no, it's, uh, uh, you know, Cameron and Jackson. Uh, so my wife's just unbelievable.
1: Jackson, Brown, and Cameron Jensen. Yeah, there we go.
2: <laughs> um so yeah it's been a wild ride the last six weeks or so
1: how much sleep are you getting
2: uh not bad they've started to get like five hour stretches through the night so it's uh, got a lot better fortunately had mother-in-law in town my parents have been in town to help out so we're we're uh getting all the help we can get Thanks. you know so any volunteers out there that want to come by uh,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll let you know you're going out on
2: the on the recruiting the recruiting
0: trail to texas so you know it's tough to be away from family but I guess one good part is
2: maybe you get to sleep in, right? <laughs> well, my wife might be watching. So, <laughs> so. no, not at all. Uh. Uh, but yeah, I'll be on the road for at least four weeks, and so uh, my wife, you know, we got to figure all that out so so she can manage during that time. But yeah, I'm sure I'll be well rested. So
1: how does uh, Justin Anderson change or help in recruiting now?
2: You know, the big thing with Justin is his background is as a football coach. And so he's been in those shoes of the home visits, going school to school, looking for recruits, um, having evaluated talent, both, you know, film camps, you know, as a coach. So um, that background, I think, you know, really great. Uh, as well as his, he has great personality to relate with recruits when they're on campus or through the social media. Um, so I think he's going to be a great addition to our staff. You know, we're just getting going just a few weeks into it with him, so we'll kind of see what, what else he continues to bring to the table. But with this first week or so, that's been the obvious things, is just his background as a coach and his personality – which is great and how that's going to help in the recruiting game.
0: Let's discuss his role with you. So, I mean, he's evaluating tape and talent when he sees somebody that maybe he thinks you will like what, what happens at that point? When he first finds somebody on tape, like a quarterback that he thinks you might be interested in?
2: Well, he'd just, yeah, bring it to me right away saying, hey, I'm really excited about this guy. And then we'd be able to sit down and watch him and and see where we go from there. At this point, it's been more we kind of have guys on our board that we're looking at. So he's come in to get caught up to speed with with where we're at and what he thinks of each guy. Um, And so, you know, it's just a great resource to have that extra set of eyes um, in the evaluation process.
1: How far ahead have you projected? Uh, I, I know until they sign, you can't mention their name, but into the future with possible quarterbacks that you would sign, I did. 20, I figured twenty twenty is Cody Wilstead, the the end of the line of guys you can say their names. But names. beyond that,
2: well, we have a commitment right now from a, a player who will go on a mission, so essentially he'll be a twenty eighteen signee. Um, and you know, just a few weeks ago, a month ago, I had a. Freshman in high school, here on campus on an unofficial visit. You know, he's a member of that 2018 class, who uh, you know could also serve a mission. So, I mean, you're pretty far down the road that with would your take planning. You Six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. it's pretty. And luckily, we have that all built out so we can see mm-hmm. long term. But uh, the recruiting game, game nowadays, I mean, you start looking at the freshmen, uh, sometimes eighth graders who. That's crazy. Yeah, who have you know with this kid case of these freshman kids they've played at the varsity level so you're able to evaluate their mm. film um at the varsity level which is a big thing for me I don't like getting into the you know you're looking at you know JV film pop Warner film you know you <laughs> need to see at least the kid in camp in person yeah. or um you know in varsity film the post puberty quarterback <laughs> That's that's what we're going your for. Boy, your voice has to at least drop. Supposed to
1: be a pretty quarterback. Do you need to sign a quarterback in every class? Is that it, do missions play into that?
2: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, we're going to want a quarterback in every class. Um, whether that's come first right away, like we have this last uh, signing class with Bo Hodge coming right away, but then also Cody Wilstead who will go on his mission first and essentially be a member of the 2017 class. Um, but you want at least one each year in general, so that way you have four to possibly five uh, quarterbacks on your roster at a time.
0: Let's talk about the two uh, young guys or new guys coming uh, back into BYU football, Tanner Mangum coming off of a mission and Bo Hodge coming from high school. Uh, How long does it take to get them up to speed and with what you guys want to do once they can officially start here in fall camp?
2: You know, it's uh, just kind of learning curves different for each guy. Um, And we're trying to push that, accelerate that as much as possible. So we've started sending film and cut-ups and playbook uh, to Bo. So he's learning the offense now and watching film. And um, as he works out and trains, he's simulating those throws that uh, we ask our quarterbacks to make in the offense. So, you know, we're starting that now. So when he shows up on campus, hopefully he has a, you know, a decent uh, base underneath him. With Tanner, we'll just wait. As soon as he gets back, he'll get to work. Fortunately, he had a spring here before his mission, so he'll have some sort of uh, uh, base to fall back to. But, yeah, I mean, it's a matter of just getting right to work, you know, as soon as possible to get those guys up to speed.
0: Now, I've heard that Tanner's learning curve is off the charts right now from some of his teammates and coaches, and I believe you at at one point told me that you're just really impressed with how quickly he's able to pick up on things uh, if if things go as planned, is, is he the guy that uh, you, you look to to have as your backup when, when the season starts?
2: Well, you know, first he's going to have to get back physically um, into shape, throwing, running, you know, all those things that come with uh, two years off, you know, being on a mission. Uh, but no, him and Bo are going to come in and compete uh, right away. And that process will go through camp. And, you know, we'll see who battles it out and earns that job and, and where they're at. You know, we also have Coy Detmer Jr. coming in as a as a walk-on, that uh, is a really good player, um, and we're excited about to have in the mix. He's going to bring a lot to the table, and then we'll see what happens with McCoy Hill. Uh, He's still rehabbing from his injury, and that will run into the fall camp time period. So we'll see what he's able to do. Obviously, he has the the best uh, grasp on the offense, and able to execute, you know, that way. But no, they're all going to get a chance to compete. Um, and earn earn playing time as our backup this year.
1: I've asked this to Kelly Puping. I want to get your opinion on this. We, we discussed, would you rather have a return missionary a couple months off their mission or a kid out of high school physically?
2: A kid out of high school is... That was his answer as well. Yeah, I mean, they're more physically ready to go, but obviously we major in the world of kids coming off missions <laughs> and getting ready to play. And, you know, so from our training staff to strength staff, I mean, there's a very specific plan in place um, to build up their capacity and their volume. So when we get to Nebraska first game, they're ready to play at the highest level and we're not breaking them beforehand or behind. So, you know, luckily – Uh, If you're a kid coming off a mission, I mean, there's nobody that's better at this in the world than we are because that's what we major. You've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. A lot of our guys on staff have done it. And, you know, 80 percent of our team has done it. So, um, yeah, we're well versed in the uh, (laughs) return missionary protocol.
1: Can Tanner Mangum be ready for the season as a backup to Taysom? And hopefully he's not needed right away. But uh, in three months?
2: Yeah, throughout. three months. He'll be. Uh, we'll work him back. Um, just knowing Tanner, how he is, having that work with him in the spring, he'll be ready uh, to go. Now we may not throw it all at him. You know, we'll just build his capacity as far as the volume of the playbook as we go. Um, but he'll be ready. Um, you know, with a general grasp of of what he needs to do to, if called upon, uh, help us win games.
0: Taysom Hill is your clear starting quarterback to nobody's surprise, and I mean nobody's
2: surprise.
0: <laughs> Uh, but what is his game plan for the summer? What have you asked him to work on during these off months?
2: Well, we're having these exit interviews right now before we hit the road recruiting, and so I just had mine uh, yesterday with Taysom. And, you know, he, he's taken total ownership of the offense uh, for this summer, this offseason, uh, especially with the skilled players. Um, so obviously they, they'll have their weightlifting and their running, all those things. Um, but for him, it's, you know, a regiment of getting with, the skilled players uh, to work on specific skills each day through the summer so when they come to fall camp uh, they're playing at a higher level than when we left off at the spring and uh, he's uh, obviously you know this is his last year he's fired up he's all in uh, you know ready to go and so he has total ownership of what Mm -hmm. our offensive guys are going to be doing in this offseason to be ready for for fall camp and for this next year.
1: There was an obviously notable difference, and there should have been, when Taysom Hill got hurt. But, I, but emotionally, I, I felt there was a big difference. Is the emotional workflow or business model very similar this year in that, okay, Taysom's so good, we're going to rely on, on him and hope that he stays healthy this year?
2: Well, we'll make some adjustments. You know, we're looking to a little more back run game to take a little bit off the plate that way. Um, but the biggest thing that you kind of mentioned is just leadership-wise. So Taysom's obviously going to be the main, you know, a captain, main leader on on the offense and for the entire team. Um, but we saw that last year when he went down. It was similar to, you know, the alpha dog of the pack is gone, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, who's that next guy that's going to step up? And we went through that learning curve last year, and which helped to mature a lot of players, you know, I, up front. You know, Keyshawn's a guy that's clearly emerging as a leader of that pack, um, and and there's guys like that at different positions. Mitch Matthews at the receivers clearly emerged through last year and and this spring as a leader of the receivers. You know, and so there's different guys stepping up in those leadership roles um, to to help in that case. But you know, Taysom is kind of that alpha dog. You know, he's that captain and leader of the offense.
0: Taysom told me after the spring game that the playbook has been opened up to him. Uh, How comfortable are you in you and Coach and I giving Taysom anything that's in the playbook to go out and for him to execute it at a high level?
2: Yeah, I mean, he knows the playbook inside and out. We're obviously, you know, working to get better at certain things, and you always want to get quicker and more decisive in in your reads and decision making. But uh, he has a great grasp of everything we're doing. Um, so for instance, you know, if they want to fall camp, uh, it could very easily be a situation where I take these new guys and go to a walkthrough and, you know, case can be, you know, with the receivers running a meeting with those guys, mm-hmm. because cause he has that kind of knowledge and understanding of the offense where he's like another, uh, a coach, you know, able to tell everybody what to do and their assignments at a really high level, uh, which is awesome, you know, and so, um, we'll rely on him, that leadership and that, uh, teaching to help our offense and to help. Um, you know, to be ready to go this this fall.
1: Are there any graduate transfers on the radar? I know that recruiting process is different.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've heard of a guy or two that are still in the mix. A lot more goes into that as far as uh, needing to get accepted into graduate school. And so a lot of it's just, you know, you wait to see if it plays out and happens. But um, I think there might be one possibility that's mm. still in the mix, but um might be coming more of a long shot. We'll see
0: talked a lot about frank wintrick and what he's done for the team uh what's the coaching uh regime under frank wintrick is there a roger that program for for the coaches to get physically ready for the season
2: <laughs> you know we did uh, uh last year we did that uh cougar challenge in the summer so i know for me um that took a little preparation <laughs> you know you can't just show up and swim a mile and Bike 20 miles, you know, whatever it was. You can't just run a man. And so, uh, there wasn't anything set as a as a program, but man, individually, yeah, you got to kind of work your way into that deal. Most importantly, I did hear about your 535, five, was it? It was an 40. impressive 535. Five, um, and I did see the video. Let's and I got to say, that's pretty good. Thanks, man. I mean, for oh, oh. I would. You know, I, we're, we're similar age. age, yeah. We're the same so age. So I would not want to have to walk out there and run a 40 right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd be sore tomorrow because I'm not working those quick twitch sprinting muscles, you know, very often. And so, yeah, to, to walk out there and run, a, you, know, it's, you know, everybody would like to deceive themselves and think they're faster than that. But... That's that, probably that's pretty happened. realistic. That's <laughs> thank, what happened. Thank in you situation. very much. Oh, were you building <laughs> up? Yeah, were you thinking a four nine originally? I have a goal. <laughs> I have a goal to break five seconds at oh, some okay, point. Yeah. So that may have been the uh, you know <laughs> deceiving yourself.
1: You played right but. into that. That was so awesome.
0: Uh, <laughs> Most importantly, we're one day closer to Lincoln Memorial Stadium.
2: Countdown to the Cornhuskers.
1: One forty-three. We noticed the "Beat Nebraska" sign on the doors. I like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have that on focused. The, yeah, on the door, and then we have a monitor in the the lobby that kind of counts down the days, oh, the hours, saying. the that's seconds. Yeah, yeah, so so it's kind of always that uh, you know it's a matter of what you do each day uh, to build to that, but you always want to have that long term goal of what you're working towards.
0: Jason, great stuff. Good luck on the road uh, recruiting in Texas. Rest up while you can. <laughs> And, uh, yeah,
2: 143 days away. We're looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, excited to get uh, recruiting and excited for this fall.
0: Jason Beck, quarterbacks coach, BYU up next.
2: Prioritizing
0: BYU football recruiting within the voice of the fans. And the man who threw the last BYU no-hitter is the last guy that threw 141 pitches. Colt Mahoney joins us next. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU 623 student athletes. Welcome to the club, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com.
1: Listen up Friday and Saturday, number six, BYU takes on top ranked Hawaii. Huge matches. The final two regular season home matches, 9 Eastern, both nights Friday and Saturday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU could win both, and they could mean nothing for seeding but everything for momentum. Are you
0: kidding me? If you beat the number one team in the country twice, yeah.
1: yeah, But for seeding, BYU needs USC to lose to Cal Baptist once or twice this week, depending on what BYU does. So BYU could be the four, they could be the five, or the six. Man. But huge matches this weekend. Check it out on BYU TV, BYU Radio.
0: The voice and face of BYU volleyball. Jerem Jordan, whatever, will be you, on the whatever call. you're
1: saying. <laughs> I've been called the body of BYU the volleyball, the body shoot, of BYU
0: yeah. volleyball. Yeah.
1: Hashtag four nine four.
0: Hey, nice. <laughs> Joining us in studio now is BYU senior pitcher Colton Mahoney, one of the faces of BYU, of BYU and baseball. And look at the face that he brings <laughs> into beautiful. the studio with the mustache. His mustache man, looking tan from uh, yeah. your trip to Los Angeles how you feeling man good
3: good and i'm only a junior just oh you're a ju
0: you're a junior (laughs) oh yeah that's
1: right you're a junior you're probably gone after this year when uh, (laughs) you get drafted though so (laughs) whatever man
0: honestly that's that's my train of thought yeah hey if you want to stay for all four years colton that we will i'm sure Mike little would love that (laughs)
1: depends on what round man you gotta weigh all these options right (laughs)
0: that's right 141 pitches in a game uh, a few weeks ago, 15 strikeouts against Portland. You pitched the last no-hitter for BYU Baseball. Uh, how, how is your arm feeling uh, post-141 pitches?
3: You know, it feels good. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's, it's hurt at all. I mean, it, it feels really good. So, I mean, it's just a little extra recovery time, you know, a little bit more sore the next day. But other than that, it feels, it feels really nice right now. Did you realize you had pitched that many pitches? I had no idea in the beginning. I mean, I, I knew I was throwing a lot because I knew I was striking a lot of guys out. And I even had a couple walks, and those kind of get overlooked because of the strikeouts. But um,
1: Who cares about walks, man, Yeah, you 15 I mean,
3: You just don't put that stat up there, and you have 15 strikeouts, so it's all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How many walks did you have? Do
0: you remember? Uh, I think it was three or four. Oh, that's not bad. <clears throat> 141 pitches. I gave Mike Littlewood a yellow card on this show like hey you be careful coach and then he returned a red card to me uh
1: in a in a (laughs) a referee jersey jersey.
0: (laughs) but when you say that your arm doesn't hurt like he said that sometimes pitchers will will lie and be like oh yeah no i feel i'm fine I'm, i'm fine can you i mean are you legitimately okay after throwing that many pitches
3: oh yeah i mean it's fine i mean i had i had no problem recovering from that and Pitching at LMU this week, last weekend, I mean, it felt good. So, I mean, it's it's no big deal. To you me. got a
0: big win on the road in yeah, LA,
3: big time.
1: And now the rest of the schedule, it seems like you'll play San Francisco next week. But then you've kind of played the upper half, and then you have the bottom half in the back. I guess, I guess what's the uh, vibe of the team right now? Is you have a real opportunity to finish in the top four?
3: It's feeling good. I mean this this last weekend at LMU was big, taking two out of the three. And we really needed that. And so this going into these next couple of weeks is big time because we did play the, the top teams. And, you know, we didn't play as well as we, we needed to against San Diego, which kind of stunk because um, they're in the, the top seed right now. But other than that, I mean, we're doing really well, and we're, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. What are your other goals besides
0: making the West Coast Conference tournament as a team?
3: I mean, we don't we don't want to just make the West Coast Conference tournament. We want to win the West Coast Conference tournament. There's no doubt about that. So we can make it to a regional. And it's been a long time since BYU baseball has made it to a regional and super regional and you know the College World Series.
1: I think since '02, yeah, that, it's been a while. about right. In 2002, I think was the last time BYU made the NCAA tournament. Uh, your, your performance was fantastic uh, as you as you go down the back stretch uh, here. How can you try and replicate that kind of performance minus the amount of pitches? <laughs> Don't strike as many guys out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, a lot of first pitch swings.
1: Yeah, and... I mean, it,
3: it, like LMU. I mean, they were they helped keep my pitch count down. I mean, they were swinging first pitch. They were they were kept off
1: balance and ground balls, double plays. Those things get you out innings quick. Tell tell us your pitches, by the way. What are your pitches in in the order of maybe what you think is uh, you know best to not as
3: <laughs> <laughs> um i throw my fastball i mean i live off my fastball
1: what's your range then?
3: um usually like 90 94 so i mean uh, and then i throw my curveball my slider and my changeup
0: Woo! okay what's, 94
1: what's your go-to and okay it's you know a full count and you're like okay i gotta strike this dude out what's your go-to pitch
3: i
0: mean most of the time i'm gonna throw a fastball so hopefully blow past them yeah the, the question is where is that fastball going to land in the zone right yeah so i mean okay. that's
3: that's the biggest 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 part about
0: pitching you have the weekend off. Um, I mean, that's you know, with quotation marks around it. What do you What are you going to do with no game this weekend?
3: Well, we have a scrimmage tomorrow, so we're right back at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no rest. So, yeah, oh, not Thursday, really a weekend well, off.
3: Yeah,
1: academics. You know, finals. How many finals do you have? Four. Four. So
3: I have two today, actually. Wow. Right after I get done with this, I'm going to do some finals. You came in on a final, uh, two-final day. Oh, do you yeah. need Respect, BYU Sports man.
0: Nation Karma for your finals?
3: I need some. I need some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go ahead and give you that right now. The BYU Sports
3: Nation <laughs> Karma you. for what, your finals.
1: What, what are your two finals?
3: Um, one's for MCOM, and the other one is for uh, it's uh,
1: in class. So. All right. Okay. Well, well, you're
0: going to do well now. So, Thank you. Go and Love it. perform at the highest level.
1: Is your, does your mustache make you a better pitcher? Indeed it does. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what's
3: Not the, sure.
0: What's the weirdest superstition on the BYU baseball team right now from any of your teammates? The weirdest one? Um, this kid, Riley Gates, he was ready
3: probably four hours before the game started. <laughs> Full uniform, we all walk in the locker room, and he is sitting there ready to go. <laughs>
2: that might be the weirdest.
1: (laughs) 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 Great guy, though. You you were drafted 23rd round to the Brewers last year. Do you expect to be a higher draft pick this year?
3: Yeah, I would would hope so. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I'm trying to refine my skills, and, you know, what I did on the Cape hopefully helped out, so that's
1: what I'm looking towards. June 8th through the 10th, by the way, is when the uh, Major League Baseball draft is.
0: We learned that uh, Mike Littlewood has some interesting conversations with his pitchers on the mound, uh, one with Brandon Kinzer recently where he just said, go, go, get in the dugout, and he, he was frustrated. What, what is the conversation that you will remember the most up to this point that you've had on the mound with, with your coach?
3: Um, you know, it usually is a man of few words when he comes out there. Um, Brandon wanted to stay in the game, and, you know, coach kind of has to kick him off the mound sometimes. And You know, you know when you're done. Um, and but probably the most memorable for me is it's not a good one. It's when I pitched <laughs> against San Diego and he just came out and you know, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was it wasn't good. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the most. No, memorable? I was like, yeah, was, yeah. Other than that, usually, <laughs> yeah. hopefully, I can finish the inning and he doesn't say much. Or you know, most of the time, it's just a little good game or you know, way to way to battle or anything something Figure like that. Figure what? it out. Figure it out. That's what I got against San Diego <laughs> last year. <laughs> Can you take yourself out of the game? Uh, you could. I mean, if, if you were hurt or something, I, I don't think I would ever do that um, for purposes that, you know, I'm not the coach. Like
1: pitcher pride,
3: so, right? Yeah. You want to fix yeah,
1: it yourself. Yeah, I mean, you,
3: you don't want to come out of the game. You don't want to stand there and, you know, pretend that you're better than the coach or anything like that and be, and be the coach. I mean, it's his job to take you out, and he knows when, so he's good about it.
1: But if he shows up and you're like, I just don't have it today, or have you never had that in your life?
3: Oh, I have it all the time. I mean, you just you just battle through it. You just have to learn. I mean, like LMU, I didn't have I didn't have my best stuff. I wasn't striking fifteen guys out, but I, I found a way to to battle. I mean, I didn't have all my pitches either for strikes, and so you just find a way to get through it, and then you end up throwing well. So it's just tough.
0: Colton Mahoney, BYU junior pitcher. Thank you. He will be a senior <laughs> next year on BYU Sports Nation in Studio Could B. Could be
1: playing for the Bakersfield Blaze or something <laughs> <awesome> next year.
0: <laughs> Okay, Colton, the Utah game is next Tuesday. It's out of conference. But what does the Utah-BYU rivalry, uh, rivalry series mean on the baseball diamond? Oh,
3: it's huge. It's, it's really big, especially this year. We're kind of down in the desert at dual points from, from what I've seen. And, Who cares? And we, we lost a big one to them um, the last time it got rained out, but they ended up taking the, the game from us. But it was big. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's the biggest rivalry in college, in my opinion. Um, you know, behind Notre Dame and, and those, those kind of rivalries. But, but the, the rivalry on the baseball diamond is fierce. I mean, it doesn't matter if they would be number one in the country or us. I mean, it would be a battle. If, even if they were dead last and we were first or the other way around, it would always be a battle. We would always put up a good fight against them.
1: Are you more tempted to bean a guy in the Utah game?
3: Sometimes you want to.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's
3: not the best decision. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's just it's huge to, to go out there and compete and you know I, I'd rather strike a guy out than being somebody any day unless they do something that's that's not you know baseball savvy so
0: yeah representing Northridge High School in Layton Utah the recruiting pipeline to BYU Colton <laughs> Mahoney <laughs> along five. with Colby Buckwalt and Daniel Coates former NFL and BYU football greats hey whatever whatever's working for Northridge to BYU you keep it rolling okay all right we'll do all right Colton great to have you with us man thanks guys What would be your number one priority for BYU football recruiting? That is our Twitter question. Continue to send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. And we remind you, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at CougarClub.com and welcome to the club. Hey, who deserves today's rise and shout? We'll divvy out that honor in 10 minutes. And what is the number one priority, people? Tell us what you think. Your tweets hit national television and radio next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in studio bizzle. Softball tomorrow on BYU Televizzle.
1: Again. Oh, yeah. Look out.
0: <laughs> you Softball. don't even know what to say. Well, I
1: have to edit myself. Softball versus Southern Utah. Doubleheader coming up uh, tomorrow. Starts at 6 Eastern time on BYU TV. Spencer Linton on the call. That is
0: correct. Just got this tweet in from at Y Coach, the one and only Mike Littlewood, who uh, I'm hoping is, was watching that fantastic Obviously mustache from Colton Mahoney. He said, uh, it was actually six hours prior to the game that Riley Gates was in full
1: uniform. What in the world? <laughs> full uniform?
0: <laughs> He's ready to go, man. He's ready to go. With six, six hours, hours to go, He's like, like, Dude. what did he do for six hours in uni? I don't know. There, there were times when I, you know I'd wake up on the first day of school, like in third grade, and you know, like four a.m. and be like, oh "You're wearing cleats? No, you're not like, wearing click, cleats. Click, clack, click, clack,
1: everywhere." But you
0: get, you're getting in your, you know, in the groove. You're getting ready for,
1: for no, number one. I totally get it. All right, anyway. hashtag sports life. We, we love, love Riley life. Gates.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get over the B- BYU televisal and the
1: studio bizzle. That was a good one. I
0: don't know what came over me. Nailed it. Uh, Twitter question today. What would your number one priority be for BYU football recruiting? The emphasis is in-state for the
1: BYU recruiters.
0: At Cougar underscore Nate says, speed! Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> after, after that display last week, I was like, yeah, BYU needs speed, man. <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN. You hey, thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, No, that is important for BYU. If BYU is going to play more games against Power 5 teams... They have all the really good attributes, these teams that BYU are playing. Speed, strength, size, all that. BYU needs guys with speed to but handle that. You know,
0: I mean, Devon Blackman, Jamal Williams, more of Taysom those Hill.
1: Yes, more of those yeah,
0: guys. Yeah, let's get Keep, keep it going,
1: because guess what? Jamal and Taysom have one year left.
0: At Chris D8N. Dayton. Nice. His last name is Dayton. Nice on the line of scrimmage, both sides. When we lose to better Big P five teams, they dominate the line of scrimmage. I'm guessing that he's thinking about the 2013 game at Wisconsin. That was and Notre Dame, and yeah, those those were a couple of games where it's like, wow, those, they are well, huge who, up
1: front. Who handles Wisconsin? Hardly. So they're one of the best in the country. Hardly. Anybody, Why not try right? and model that? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Ohio State did in the Big Ten championship game. Faux show. Sure. But a team like BYU, yeah, you need to be you need to be good across the board. You you can have certain areas that are weaker than others, obviously, but you need to have strength in the trenches for sure.
0: At Klinger eighty eight, defense, defense, defense. With Taysom Hill back, we need to focus on our defense and stop the other team better.
1: Yes, that that helps. It it was so frustrating twenty uh, twelve because BYU had a top five defense but it had an anemic offense. And won eight games, and if BYU had had some, a little more se- some semblance of offense, uh, they could have won 10 or 11 or more. Well, Who it's knows? like, when are
0: you going to be able to put both together? Well, when you do, you have that special season. Yeah. Think about
1: it. Yeah. when B- you put BYU's those together, got some talented defensive players. Can they put it together as an entire unit is different.
0: All right. There you go. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth improving his stock in the 2016 NBA mock draft board. How does that
1: work? He didn't play any games recently. It's going
0: up. Can you imagine him in a San Antonio Spurs uniform? Woo!
1: We'll whip it next.
0: BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it.
1: It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Softball. Due to apocalyptic-type weather yesterday in Provo, (laughs) the BYU-Weber State game was postponed to 28th later this month. Tomorrow, BYU in southern Utah. We'll duel it out and doubleheader at 6 Eastern time on BYU TV.
0: Golf. At the West Coast Conference Championships, the BYU men drop to 6th place after the second round. The women's team in 5th place. C.J. Lee is the high men's golfer tied for 10th, or low, depending on how you look at the scoreboard. While Alexandra White is in 4th for the women, she's the West Coast Conference golfer of the month.
1: Hey, future guest Mike Littlewood will join us tomorrow, as well as Dave Rose and Brendan Sander of the men's volleyball team on Friday.
0: Kyle Collinsworth of BYU basketball. Moving up the 2016 Drock or er, Drock Drock.
1: I like it Drock. Drock board. Draft. The Drock draft mock, draft. mock board would be moft. Moft.
0: Moft going 54th right now to the San Antonio Spurs. It's up 4 spots from That'd the last awesome. time they released a uh what do I call it a Drot, well, let's go with Mroft. A Mroft mm-hmm. or, or Drock? Yep, something okay, like that. Okay, very good. Yep. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it dot mostdexterlaw.com. And it goes to President Kevin Worthen, the president of BYU, and Mitch Match Matthews for their birthdays.
1: Happy birthday. Have an elite Woo. day. Have an elite A1 day. Man, you're such a punk. <laughs> I t- I, he tweeted about it, I tweeted at him. Have an elite date, man. You deserve it. <laughs> I love Mitch Matthews. Come on, yeah, dude. No, it's fun. Platonically.
0: What would your number one priority be for BYU football recruiting? Join our conversation using the hashtag BYUS, and that is the point of it, so that we can keep it going 24 hours a day until we're back on the air again.
1: Dude, get on that grind. Got to get that money. Thanks to Jason Beck and Colton Mahoney and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand, as always, on byutv.org/byusn
0: and byusportsnation.com for Jerem, our billboard washer. Hans what does Spencer. that even mean? I don't know. Shout out to downtown Leroy Brown. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at <laughs> noon Eastern. You mean Leroy Brown?